And so I ended up getting a lot of bad advice, spent a ton of money, and you know, ended up 10 years after that, 10 years later in 2007, $40,000 in debt working out of my parents' basement. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today I have a guest on the show. My guest is the CEO and founder of successclinic.com. Welcome to the show. This is, this is Noah St. John. Well, thank you, Ben, and it's great to be here with you. It's an honor. Now, Noah, tell us what is successclinic.com? Well, it's an international peak performance and business training company. So I founded it uh, in 1997 in a 300 square foot basement apartment in Hadley, Massachusetts, uh, with $800 to my name and a book on HTML. So since that time, we've helped our clients add over $2 billion using my methods. We, you know, we work with uh, seven and eight figure CEOs, professional athletes, Hollywood celebrities, moms and dads, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, teenagers. So really just anybody who wants to be more and have more in life, both in time, energy, relationships, and money. Got it. So it can be anything from, you said, moms and dads to, to eight-figure CEOs. If you had to identify, like, who is the ideal, like, what is the, you know, the ideal persona for, for your methods? Well, it's, as I mentioned, it's anyone who wants more in life. In terms, I, I call it the, the four stages or four phases of what I call a freedom lifestyle, which is having more time, more energy, happier relationships, and more money. When you have those four things, time, energy, relationships, and money, you have what I call a freedom lifestyle. So whatever that looks like for you. We also want to say, I would like to say this, that a lot of people come to me after they've spent tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars on lots of other programs out there. You know, the gurus go to all the different self-help programs and things like that. And then they're still kind of stuck. And then people come to me, they hear about me like on a show like this or read about me somewhere. And then, you know, they start working with me or they bring me in to speak or train, work with their people or just for themselves. And then they start to double or triple their income. We have a lot of amazing success stories of people who thought they tried everything else. And then they come to me and they realize what was missing in those other approaches. And that's actually why I started my business back in 1997. So over two decades now that we've been able to help people literally in over 120 countries. That's phenomenal. Now, if I understand correctly, the seven habits of highly effective people was a big inspiration in your life. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. That I heard about that program at a very low point in my life when I had been studying a lot of success literature, but really not seeing any success. And so I found that book. It was actually wandering in my church bookstore one day, and um, it literally fell at the ground, uh, fell on the ground at my feet. And there was no one around. I looked around. And I'm like, what the heck was that? It's like, you know, the hand of God came in and pushed it off the shelf and landed at my feet. And I said, oh, look at that. The seven habits of highly effective people. I never heard of that. But, you know, the title sounded interesting. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to know that. So I listened to it in my car. Uh, this was in the 90s. So it was an audio tape. For those of you who don't know what that is, you'll just have to Google that. But anyway, I listened to it over and over again. And I was just tears were rolling down my face. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it just really affected me very very powerfully. And then a few years after that, I actually had the opportunity to interview Dr. Stephen Covey, of course, the author of Seven Habits. 
And he was just uh, an amazing man, a wonderful man, which, of course, we lost him too soon. But he said something to me, Benton, that I never forgot because I asked him I, at that time. I, you know, it was before any of these books, you know, I've written all these books that are here. And these are some of my books in other languages and things like that. But this was long before any of that. I just wanted to be like him, like Dr. Covey and, you know, wanted to be an author and a speaker. I was just dreaming about it at the time. And I said, uh, Dr. Covey, how do you handle it when people just, you know, worship you and and say that you're all these great things? How do you handle that emotionally? And he said, Noah, he said something I never, never forgot. And he said, Noah, I want people to leave my seminars or my workshops or anything that I do more impressed with themselves than with me. And I thought that was very powerful. And it's so ironic, of course, because today in, in the guru space, it's exactly the opposite. All the gurus are, hey, look how great I am. Look how cool I am. Look at all my cool stuff, you know. And so they literally are doing the exact opposite of what Dr. Covey said to me and, you know, what he did with his life. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to do that, I guess, in my own little way uh, to, to, you know, I guess, take that that mantle, if you will, and, and take the, the torch that he didn't necessarily pass to me. But I guess I kind of grabbed it because he was such an influence on me. And so I do try to do that and not make it about, you know, look how cool I am, because it doesn't really matter. You know, to me, it's more about have you helped other people? Are you making a difference for others? And that's one of the things, by the way, that I, I love about Harmon Brothers and I wanted to mention this at the beginning, but uh, I'm such a huge Harmon Brothers fan. So to be here on the Harmon Brothers Poop to Gold podcast is such like I'm just so, so geeking out right now. And I, because I'm such a fanboy of you guys and love what you do. And I've been following you for so many years. So when my good friend Jason Hewlett was on your show recently and he recommended me uh, to you guys, it was just such a thrill. Anyway, I'm, that's why I'm just sort of freaking out right now to be on your show. Well, well, thank you for the for the kind words. And yeah, Jason is is such an awesome guy. He was a phenomenal guest on on this show. He's been one of my mentors as well. And of course, Dr. Covey, we, I think he was the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People was probably the first you know business slash you know self improvement book that that I read. And so it. It had a big impact on my life, and our office is actually in Provo, Utah, just right down the road from Dr. Covey's home, I guess now, you know, his family's home. But yeah, he's a, he, he was a phenomenal thinker and a phenomenal writer, so in, in terms of choosing a, a great role model, I think you chose a good one. Well, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about your journey. One thing we've seen just across the board, every successful person has overcome some stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've all co- overcome the, their own personal poop moment to eventually achieve their, their own personal gold. Tell, tell us about yours. Absolutely. Well, mine starts very young because I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. And I know that's a total cliche, but that's totally true. I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which just happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England. But my family was dirt poor. And I mean that literally because we lived in a drafty, unfinished house at the bottom of a dirt road that, you know, it was drafty, it was unfinished. And then we actually ended up losing it to foreclosure. My parents did. So from a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have nots. The haves was everyone else 
Protestant community, the have-nots was my family. Now, you hear these speakers, they get on stage and they say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, my family, we freaking knew we were poor because my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. You know, so I hated that life of poverty and fear and lack and not enoughness, which is what I grew up with in my family. But right down the street, I saw that there was great wealth and abundance. So I said, what the heck? How do I get from here to there? Right. Because I hated this and I wanted that, you know, but of course, there was nobody who could teach it to me. So I did the only thing that I thought to do being the nerd that I am. I'm probably the nerdiest nerd in the personal development industry. What I mean by that is, you know, when there's a problem, I just have to get down to the molecular level and just solve it. You know, I just have to get roll up my sleeves and figure it out, you know, even if no one else has figured it out yet. And so that's what I did. I just went to the library like any nerd would do. And I started reading books like by Covey and, you know, Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie, all the classics. And I really, really tried to get them to work. But, you know, fast forward many years, I really couldn't get them to work. And so, you know, my first real poop moment, I guess you could say, was when I decided to commit suicide at age 25. Because I was so depressed, frustrated, angry, lonely, resentful. You know, I tried all these things and nothing was working. So I decided to commit suicide because I'm like, why bother? Why, why am I here? And at the very last moment, my life was spared. I do share that story in my books like Power Habits and Head Trash. But my point is that my life was spared. I didn't know why. So at that moment, I realized, well, okay, I'm here. I don't know why. And so I went on another long journey to try to figure out my purpose. Why am I here on the earth? And so that was when I started reading more books on, on by, by spiritual thinkers like <laughs> Donald Walsh, Ernest Holmes, Louise Hay, and people like that. And so fast forward another five years. And that's when in 1997, when I had two epiphanies that changed my life, when I realized exactly what was missing in traditional success literature. And that's actually why I started successclinic.com because of my discoveries that led to me creating my, my business, launching my business online in, in 1997. So successclinic.com is actually one of the original and one of the oldest, uh, you know, one of the founding personal and business growth websites on the internet. It's been around over two decades. In fact, I'm actually seven months older than Google, believe it or not. So uh, <laughs> that's how long I've been around. But anyway, my point is that, that, you know, so that really, really low moment, that poop moment really led to my work that I'm doing. But what was the, the irony of that is that that wasn't the last poop moment because I started my company with $800 in a book on HTML, but I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea about, I didn't know anything about marketing, about sales, you know, how to run a business. I mean, I, I had, I had no background whatsoever. I just had a dream, a mission, a desire to help people to make a difference around the world, but I didn't know how to do that. So I, you know, put up uh, this website and I started making a little bit of money. And as money would come in, I just invest it right back in myself, in my business, in my own education. The problem was I went to all those guys out there that are great at self-promotion, but can't teach their way out of a paperback. And so I ended up getting a lot of bad advice, spent a ton of money and, you know, ended up 10 years after that, 10 years later in 2007, $40,000 in debt working out of my parents' basement. So it was basement number one to basement number two. <laughs> so it's like, wow, this sucks. Okay. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me with this. Right. So that was when I made that, that second poop moment, which was the very low moment. I said, okay, I've got to do something different. And that's when I decided to hire my first real business coach because what? prior to Prior to that, I was just doing all this stuff and it wasn't working at all. Was the two se 2007 poop moment also related to the economic collapse that happened then? No, not at all. It was it was related to my dumbness <laughs> and, and the fact that I had been following 
these these gurus who who really they they are great at self promotion but suck at teaching and they gave me a lot of bad advice and I followed them you know and I, and so it just took me down right down the cellar you know right down in basement number two so the point is I hired a, my first business coach. And that was when everything started to turn around. And that's when I started to, well, I became a best-selling author for the first time. I, I got a six-figure book deal from a New York publisher. I ended up moving here to Ohio where I met my beautiful wife, Babette, paid cash for a Caribbean honeymoon. So, I mean, I literally went from basement to bestseller to Barbados in 24 months, you know, as a result of actually hiring the right coach, the right person. And, you know, so since then there, you know, there've been a few ups and downs and things like that, but those were the two poop moments that really got, I, I, I don't want to say got me to where I am, but really enabled me to take a hard look at myself and go, okay, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And I think just as importantly, who is going to be helping you get to where you want to go? I, I want you to take a minute, Noah, and spend a little bit of time for our listeners. You, you know, you, you mentioned you went through that experience where you, you, you almost committed suicide. And obviously, you know, to get to that point, you, you find yourself in a really, really dark place where, you know, things seem so hopeless and so bad that, you know, you come to this conclusion in your head that the world would be better off without you or you would be better off not being in the world or, or whatever the case may be. And for, for somebody who's in that position or who's having those feelings or, or thinking those thoughts, what, what would you say to somebody who's finding themselves in that deep of a dark place right now? Well, let me just say this. It, I've had many, many times when people have reached out to me over the last two decades and said, you know, Noah, I heard you on a podcast. I heard you on the radio. I saw you on TV. I read one of your books. I took one of your courses and I was suicidal. And I decided not to take my own life after reading your books or, you know, going to your programs or, or listening to you. So I certainly hope, of course, that no one is in that position right now. Unfortunately, we do know that suicide is on the rise, unfortunately. So it is a very serious pro problem. It's still out there. It's not like it's gone away. And so, you know, what I say to people is this, is that, you know, for me, I didn't know why I was here. So it wasn't a result of saying, oh, I know that I'm here for some reason. It was just for me specifically that I, I couldn't do it to because it was going to hurt someone else. It had nothing to do with with me, really. I, I just couldn't do that to someone else. It, the, the way that it happened for me was that I was about to pull into a garage in uh, North Hollywood, California, where I was living at the time. Now, it wasn't my garage because I didn't have a garage. I was living in an apartment that just had open auto bays. And so I literally had driven around my in my car trying to find a place to pull my car in to asphyxiate myself. And I actually found one. I found an open garage, believe it or not. And I was about to pull in and I saw in the corner of the garage a child's bicycle. And I realized if I pull into this garage and asphyxiate myself, kill myself, this family, whoever it is, is going to come home and they're going to see a dead guy in the garage. And there's a kid there and they're going to have to explain to this kid that there's a, somebody killed themselves in their garage. And I said, and I just, it just flashed in my head. And I said, I can't do that. It's not fair to these people. I don't know who they are. I'll never know who they are. You know, they're complete, uh, you know, not only strangers, but I, I'll never know who they even are. But my point is that for me, that's what it was. It wasn't that, you know, I necessarily even wanted to still be here, but I can't hurt 
these people like that. That is not fair to them. And so I know that's kind of a very specific example, which it is. But so for, for me, I guess, saying that to people, to your question, you know, what are you going to do and, and how are you going to find your way out of this? And for me, it's always been about finding your purpose, which I didn't have at the time. And so for those of you or for anyone listening who may be, you know, either contemplating suicide or know someone who does. And by the way, I'll just mention that we do work with a lot of veterans, people with PTSD, which, of course, is affecting millions of people, men and women and their families all around, not just the country, but around the world. So if you do know someone, please you know, have them contact me, uh, go to my website. You know, we want to take care of our veterans and their families. And there is a way to do it there. We have a system now to actually help them. I mean, it's, it's a system that I've developed over the last two decades. So my point is that I think it really comes down to that why to. And that's something that I've helped a lot of people find their why to not necessarily what to do, but really more importantly, why, why are you doing this? You know, and that's, I think that's what helped and it got me through. What is your personal why? Well, my why to is to, is what it was at the very beginning when I started success clinic, which is to make a difference, to help people, to, to save that person, to, to tell people, show them that there's hope that there's hope, that there, there's so much divisiveness, so much partisanship right now here in this country, around the world, and to realize that there's way more good people than, than bad people, if you want to use that word, <laughs> which I don't really like that. You know, saying there's not really necessarily bad people, but you know, a lot of divisiveness, as I said. And so th- there's really more collaboration than we see on the news and so forth. You know, it's just because that doesn't sell. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, we, you know, that's why being on shows like this, and, and that's why I love you, your guys's vision at Harmon brothers. It is about bringing joy to people. And it's all, and it's also about, you know, uh, making money because when you make money, you can make a bigger difference. And, and I totally agree with that. So there's a lot of people that say, well, you know, you should just give all your money away. Well, I'm like, well, go ahead if you want to. <laughs> but you might as well have money and do whatever you want with it. And that's up to you. So that's my why, too, is to is to help however many people I can while I'm still here on the earth. And, you know, after I'm gone, who knows? I mean, hopefully my work will live on. Who knows about that? But, you know, just to, to do that as, as best I can through my books, through my trainings, through my workshops, you know, keynote speeches, anything I can do to to, to help, to make a difference and to show people that there is a way out of these problems that, you know, whether it's a personal problem, a money problem, a financial problem, a health problem, we do have solutions. Love it. How can our listeners stay in touch? Well, the best place to go is uh, noahstjohn.com. That's my name, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com. By the way, I'll just mention, we do also have a, a free book for you, uh, for anyone watching and listening. Um, it's called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about it much, but basically head trash is the, the voice in your head that says, I can't do it, you know? And I show you actually how to get rid of that voice. So um, the book is free. It's sendmeabooknoah.com. Easy to remember. Send me a book, Noah. Dot com And I will, I will send you a book. Uh, we just ask you to cover the shipping, but yeah, NoahStJohn.com or send me a book, Noah.com. And, you know, please be sure to tell me that you heard me on this show because it will take great care of you. Awesome. Okay. Final piece of advice. We're midway through 2021 for the listeners, mostly entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who are, uh, you know, facing the battles of today. What piece of advice would you give them? 
is that you don't have to do it alone. There is help out there. There's help, but you have to go get it. You have to, nobody's going to knock on your door and say, Hey, you want some help today? I mean, they're just not, you know, so you've got to go get it. You know, whether it's hiring a coach, a mentor, whether it's through books or online training or just watching YouTube videos. The only problem with that is information alone does not create change. So we live in the information overload age. So remember information alone is, is not going to create the change that you want. You have to have that, that support, that accountability so that you can do the implementation that leads to that ultimate transformation. Got it. Thank you for coming on the show, Noah. We appreciate the opportunity to get to know you and thanks for sharing your expertise and your story with our listeners. It's my pleasure. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Want to learn the tricks of our trade? We have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon Brothers University. This isn't surface level stuff here. This is our entire playbook, all our secrets laid out in full, the same training we give our own employees. You'll find courses on ad buying, writing video scripts to sell your product or service, creating the kind of large production ads we're known for, even making short ads using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harmon Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, and most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. We saw immediate results. Sales went up 10x the first day. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers. Go to HarmanBrothersUniversity.com to start accelerating your business's growth with video.